Well, with millions of doses arriving over the next few weeks of vaccine, there has been lots of talk the last couple of days about whether or not Canada should look at and possibly adjust or readjust our vaccination strategy. Doris Greenspun is the CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario and joins us now for more here on 640 Toronto. Doris, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jeff, for having us back. And happy Nursing Week, by the way. Well, you know, I wanted to recognize that right off the top. Yes, it is Nurses Appreciation Week. So thank you to nurses everywhere for everything they have uh, done, particularly this uh, past year. Uh, What are you hearing from the uh, membership there when it comes to just, uh, I guess, fatigue, uh, burnout? How are the nurses? How are our nurses doing? It's beyond fatigue. It's beyond fatigue, uh, Jeff. They're exhausted. Uh, They're very worried about the situation. Uh, The ICUs, as you know, continue to be uh, full. Um, The summer is coming and it looks beautiful, but they cannot even take a day off, let alone vacations. And this has been a very long and a very intense year. And also in nursing homes, you you may not know, but they're moving now patients from hospitals to nursing homes, about 1,500 of them. So that's also a new preoccupation for those nursing homes that need to um, accommodate the new uh, residents um, while some of them are not vaccinated and that needs an increase of staffing. So the whole system is so um, convolutedly uh, burdened uh, and I would say it was avoidable. It was avoidable. That's what frustrates us the most, right? And, And brings us to the topic of what should be the strategy going forward because we cannot go back with the clock. Well, I was going to ask you before we get to that, do the vaccines, do they at least bring some hope like they do for uh, many of us, uh, for those in the nursing uh, profession? Are they seeing some positive results as the uh, vaccination rate uh, goes up? Absolutely, yes. The vaccines are our ticket out of the pandemic. Uh, What we need to remember is that until we have, you know, 60, 70, 80% of the population vaccinated, we are not safe. And therefore, all the other public health measures, like, you know, closures, which we have been asking to close the non-essential services, non-essential warehouses and protect the workers, um, congregate settings, uh, vulnerable communities, hotspots, all that needs to continue as well as wearing our mask, washing our hands, keeping distance, not doing absurdities like going in massive rallies that only then fill up the ICUs. That needs to be upheld because right now with 3% of people in Canada being vaccinated, each one of those rallies fills our ICUs, you need to know. And so do the workplaces, um, Amazons of the world that have kept open without protecting sufficiently Uh, their workers and without the workers being able to travel to vaccination sites. Hence why Arenio has been asking, bring the vaccines to the workplaces. Mentioned 3%, and that's right. Only 3% of Canadians have been fully vaccinated, have got both uh, shots, both doses. And there has been some talk, as I mentioned, Doris, off the top about maybe adjusting, readjusting our vaccination strategy, maybe shrinking that uh, what is now a four-month window between uh, doses. Is that something you think with uh, millions more uh, doses arriving uh, this week and in the next couple of weeks that Canada should really be considering? 
I think that we will be in a situation that we will have enough vaccines to do both. So continue the strategy of one shot for most of the population because it brings a huge, huge relief on uh, both getting very, very sick and ending up in a hospital and perhaps dying. So it protects people individually. It protects their families and the communities and it protects our healthcare system from not fully collapsing because we are already quite frankly collapsed. If you think that surgeries have been canceled already in two rounds, if you think that we need to move workers from one unit without expertise to another unit, that's a system that is collapsed. We don't call it, but it's collapsed. If you think that I get all the time messages from my colleagues that they cannot do more, and yes, we will, we will. But hey, last night we needed to flip a coin to see who will cancel, not vacation, the day off tomorrow, because we had a sick call. Uh, that's a system that is collapsed, right, Jeff? So I would suggest both. We continue. This two-week window for Ontario for hotspots is, is, is a fantasy. It needs to be all the hotspots and vulnerable communities, congregate settings, um, a, a warehouses that remain open, it needs to continue to be until every single person that is willing and hopefully the great majority is willing to get vaccinated, gets vaccinated. And at the same time, the second dose for the very vulnerable uh, in terms of age, for example, those continue to be at risk in our community, people that are at higher age. And also we, as you know, demanded a second shot for healthcare workers, in particular nurses that are working in ICUs. Believe it or not, we had hundreds of them, thousands of them, if you look at the overall nursing community, both in home care, et cetera, but even in ICUs, they were not with the second dose. And that is, um, that is just um, criminal, quite frankly. I, I don't know another word to say, because one thing is for me, you see, I'm in my home to have one shot, Another thing is for a nurse that is working with the sickest of the sick, these are in ICU, in OR, in emergency departments, step-down units. They are working with patients that have COVID variants. They are, you need to know, takes four nurses and two respiratory therapies to flip the patient on his tummy, what's called prone position, so they have better lung expansion. Patients that are ventilated, we have um, over 500 patients ventilated and another 200 and change uh, non-ventilated in ICUs. Those nurses are minute by minute with those patients. So one shot was not sufficient despite all the PPE. So we succeeded yesterday and the government announced the second shot uh, for healthcare workers, starting with those in higher priority areas. Same needs to happen with the older population in the community. Mm -hmm. So am I ready for my second shot? Trust me, any day, call me, call me at three or 4 a.m. and I will come <laughs> with my husband. I hear you. And you talk about the hospital system uh, collapsing uh, right now, uh, Doris, and just how vital is that to, uh, you know, get those first doses out to as many people uh, as possible to ease that burden on our hospitals and our healthcare system so they can actually kind of get back to some of the work that sadly is now, you know, backlogged. Uh, I was just reading yesterday, I'm sure you saw reports of this as well, that we're looking at maybe, uh, what, three and a half year backlog of surgeries? And this is patients that were waiting already, some of them a year. 
So just picture, picture what it is to be with a hip that is hurting and you cannot walk well, or picture what it is to be with a beginning cancer that even if it's not three and a half years, I hope it will be, could be a year and just picture what is to live with that in your body and the fear and the stress of that. It can get you sick from something else, just from the stress. It gets me stressed even just to speak about that. Um, and we are in a very difficult situation, human resources wise, because the more we exhaust our workforce, nurses, doctors, and others, by not doing the right things from a public health perspective, both the issue of not loosening the restrictions, but actually tightening them, and the issue of passing cap vaccination, the first dose for as many people as possible, ASAP, the more we exhaust the workforce, Jeff. And the more we exhaust the workforce, they cannot take days off, let alone a few days in the summer, then post-COVID, they will collapse. And we already predicted that. We already gave to the government our numbers that about 13% of your cohort, 21 to, uh, to 40, are saying post-pandemic we are living. So just picture if that becomes a reality, the tragedy of a collapse system for patients that still will need surgeries, still will have heart attacks, still will have procedures that need to be accomplished. And many of those require intensive care units or ORs or uh, step-down units, all of which requires RN at the time that Ontario has the lowest RN per population in the country. So is there some hope? There is. There is a phenomena worldwide, and good to share during Nursing Week, that um, there is a huge influx of people that want to become registered nurses, RNs, and also a large number of people, about 50% increase of, of nurses, RNs, that want to become nurse practitioners. These are the nurses that can prescribe and can um, uh, diagnose. There is that is about a 16% increase in people that want to become registered nurses, your baccalaureate prepared nurses that are in the ICUs, in the step downs, etc. Mm -hmm. So the university consortium is ready, 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 ready. Today they want to hear. In fact, you will see a press release from us together tomorrow, but we sent two weeks ago a letter to the, to the premier. We have heard nothing. Uh, that they are ready to take 500 additional students into the baccalaureate program starting September and another 300 in the fall. And they're ready to take 70 more nurse practitioners starting this fall. They need to hear. They need to hear because they need to fund, to fund the funding for those seats. We need to hear because if not, those people that have applied, the, the, the extra people that have applied will choose something else. They're not going to wait. And the, and, and the Ontarians need to hear because they need the registered nurses and the nurse practitioners there to serve them. Without a doubt, time is of the essence. And Doris, thank you so much uh, for your time and thank you, your organization and members here on Nursing Week, National Nursing Week, for all the great work that you do. Really appreciate it. And, and I want to say thank you to you and all the media, because you guys have been outstanding during the pandemic, uh, absolutely global, uh, CTV, 
uh, all of them, all of you. Are well, listen, playing a small role <laughs> compared to uh, what our frontline healthcare heroes are doing for sure. But Doris, thank you so much. Really appreciate it this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Stay well. There's Doris Greenspun, who's the CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario.